Hello and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. Over the last seven episodes, I've discussed coming out as trans in different areas of my life. Everything from continuing to come out to people who knew me pre-transition, to my parents and son. I hope you found something that resonated with you, took you to a deeper place in yourself. I had that experience many times while recording the episodes for you. One thing that stood out for me was what I was willing to lose to live my life authentically, for me. I've spent a lot of time since I started pursuing acting, listening to people talk about being willing to risk everything to create the success you want for yourself. If you give yourself an out, a way to avoid failure, then you will likely end up taking that out and failing to create the success you wanted in the first place. Transitioning was the first time in my life I knew I had to be successful. No matter how much I failed along the way, I was moving forward. There was no out. The cost of failing to transition, i.e. choosing to not live authentically, was far greater than the cost of losing relationships. That is a world-altering realization for me. The cost of choosing to not live authentically, to placate people in my life by continuing to live according to their expectations, judgments, realities, that cost was far greater than the cost of losing those relationships. I realized that probably sounds extreme. The reality for me, though, is that every time I was figuring out how to tell someone I was transitioning, I was also making a decision. I was deciding that living authentically, living my life for me, was more important. I was choosing me. And in doing so, I was deciding that I was willing to lose each relationship in front of me. This is what we learn from society. And it's not just people in the LGBTQ plus community learning this. We learn that we must live a certain way to be accepted. When we are laughed at, called different, told we can't be in that friend group, reprimanded for our parents' embarrassment or inability to process the shame we trigger in them, we take these pieces of ourselves that we're told shouldn't be shown, and bury them. And at the same time, we're taught to shame others, to put them in their place. Then we do what's necessary to keep these parts hidden, to fit in. Then we see how easy it is for others to fit in, not realizing they're hiding their own stuff. We wish we could be like them. For me, and most others, I think, this creates shame. Feelings of not enough. Not worthy. When I attempt to unbury these parts of me in my acting, I feel like a fraud. I told myself I was 
selfish for wanting to transition. Selfish for wanting to live as myself and not some rendition other people thought up. Selfish for choosing their ideals over loving myself. That road does not lead to happiness. Once I knew I was going to transition, it meant digging up these pieces of myself and showing them to everyone who didn't want to see them. And by that time, I fully believed that each of those buried pieces made me a monster. Unlovable. Even though, to this day, I have a hard time naming the exact qualities I felt made me unlovable. That feeling kept me scared of being seen. And the feeling that transitioning or telling people I'm trans was exposing these dark things put me in a place of having to choose myself over everyone else. I'm going to pause here because this is a deep concept I haven't fully vetted. What it sounds like I'm saying is that the judgments from others that led me to bury pieces of myself also led to the feeling that in order to accept all parts of me, I had to choose myself over others, which society tells us is a selfish thing to do. But in essence, the judgments of others created that apparent selfishness, created this idea that transitioning was choosing myself over others. Where I'm going with this is that in order for me to transition, I had to be willing to lose everything in my life. Every relationship. Each time I was preparing myself to come out to someone, part of that process was bracing myself for rejection. Getting to a place where I was willing to lose that person. I had to put a lot of trust in the universe that things would turn out okay. And all because we are taught that pieces of ourselves have to be buried. That we aren't lovable as we are. This could even include things we are passionate about. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor and singer when I grew up. My first solo at church was when I was seven. I, I lived as the characters in the movies. But as I grew up, that became buried. It wasn't a way to make a living, not something that was easily attainable. A cute childhood dream. I didn't even know it was something you could study to be. There was no way as an adult that I could tell someone I wanted to be an actor or ever pursue it. It took transitioning to open the door to self-acceptance for me to find the courage to pursue acting. I remember shortly after I started my transition, I posted something about being a background actor in a film, and at my wife's family reunion, someone asked me about getting into acting. Just asked a simple question about it. 
I froze. Looked around to see who heard. The other person felt bad and asked if it was something they weren't supposed to know. I was overcome by shame in that moment. I I was excited to have been a background actor, proud of myself for taking action on this dream. But I couldn't talk about it. It felt like something I needed to keep quiet and do in the shadows. What if we placed more importance on working to understand and release our shame than we did trying to mold ourselves to fit in? It's the only way to not pass it on to the next generation. I think it has to be done to fully love and accept yourself. I think it's necessary in order to feel like we are worthy and enough. And according to Brene Brown, you have to have love for yourself before you can fully love someone else. This is just something I'm beginning to understand and work on in myself. With my transition, I've gotten a taste of what it's like to accept a part of myself I didn't think was acceptable by anyone. It was the scariest thing I've done. But here's something else I learned. I wasn't giving the people in my life the opportunity to really know me. And I haven't been able to fully know them either because I've been too busy making sure I didn't let the unlevel parts of me out. I was preoccupied with myself, focused on how people were interacting with me, reacting to me, not reaching out to me, focused on what was wrong with me, feelings of not being right, and allowing the shame to create its own shame. And in doing so, I couldn't really feel close to anyone. To me, that sounds like selfishness. But don't feed the shame by making that a bad thing. Accepting that I am trans and choosing to transition has unlocked things in me. I am no longer okay carrying around shame from my childhood or from any part of my life. I'm on a mission to eradicate toxic shame. And I find this impossible to do without compassion. I just defined selfishness as focusing, no, I'm, I'm going to say fixating on how others interact with me, what they're thinking about me, what I'm not doing right, how I'm not worthy, not enough. I bounce in and out of this place of selfishness. And if that's where you're at right now, it is absolutely necessary to have compassion for yourself. Without compassion, these thoughts can spiral into a deep shame pit. I lived there for a long time. With compassion, we can notice the negative thoughts and not give them meaning. They are not good or bad. They are just thoughts we have. It's not even our fault we have these thoughts. We learn them from others, from society. If I can let go of the shame I've been carrying with me, I can accept every part of myself, no longer see myself as unlovable. 
what I'm guessing happens next is that I no longer feel the need for others to keep the ugly, in quotes, parts of themselves hidden from me. I won't see those parts as ugly because I no longer see them as ugly in myself. It doesn't mean I have to like every part of everyone. Not liking something about someone is natural, but that thing about them I don't like won't make them a horrible person. An unlovable person, I don't have to love them, but they deserve to be loved by the right people for them. When I can accept every part of me with compassion, it no longer feels like I'm put in the position of choosing myself over others. I know that when others tell me I'm selfish for choosing to accept myself, they are really telling me they are living in shame. What changes is that since I accept myself, I don't rely on their acceptance. In the moment of working up the courage to tell someone I was transitioning, I didn't know that what I was doing was working up the courage to accept myself and to be free of needing their acceptance. That's certainly not what it felt like. It definitely felt like I needed their acceptance. That rejection would have confirmed that I was unlovable. What I've since learned is that it is impossible for someone's rejection to confirm that I am unlovable. I may give it that power in the moment, but that power comes from me, not the other person. It turns out that even bigger than being willing to lose the people in my life to live authentically is being willing to let go of this toxic shame. It's scary to leave anything familiar to step outside of what's comfortable, including shame. My shame always kept me company inside my emotional cave, feeding me stories to keep me there. But that first moment I started to accept that I am trans, I started on a path of deeper acceptance. It took Over five years, a lot of therapy, and diving deep into my transition with this podcast to recognize that path. In order to stay on that path, I have to let go of shame. It takes practicing self-compassion daily. But if I can pause when I'm fearing the rejection of others or telling myself I'm not enough, and ask if those thoughts are coming from a place of compassion, I can stop shame from creeping up. When it's a particularly dark feeling, sometimes it helps to imagine that a friend is telling me it's a feeling they are having, and figuring out what I would say to them, then saying it to myself. It is hard work that probably will never be done. So far, though, doing this work to accept myself, 
to start to learn the hold that shame has had on me and how to let it go is freeing. I was talking with an acquaintance at work this past week and casually mentioned working as an actor. After the words came out of my mouth, I paused a second, recognizing how there was no shame attached to it. I'm getting there with being trans. Every one of you is making that easier. When I started this episode, I didn't think it was going to go in the direction it did. If you're feeling overwhelmed by feelings of shame or just starting out on a journey of working through shame, I highly recommend doing this work with the help of a professional. Thank you for joining me as I wrap up this coming out mini-series. We love hearing from you. Tell us what you love most about yourself. Contact info is in the show notes. If you would like to support this show, a contribution link is also in the show notes. We appreciate all your support. Join me Thursday for the next episode. I'll see you then.